0: You please break a damn storm. He took it out. Oh, boy, you. PFT-OT,
1: Monday edition, topics we didn't get to during the program. We had two hours on PFT Live, and one thing we neglected to mention, although neglect implies that we don't have the appropriate level of expertise for what we do. We do. It just didn't fit. We didn't intentionally overlook it. We didn't accidentally overlook it. It just was a topic that didn't naturally make its way onto our radar screen, and it is now. Cameron J. Newton, thirty-first birthday today. Still unemployed, Chris. There wow. was a report late last week that he is willing to take a backup job. Uh, uh, look, you could you could say you could say yeah, I'll take a backup job. Is he going to take the Andy Dalton contract? Do, do you really think? I mean, that's where I'm having trouble with all of this. He'll take a backup job. Is he going to take backup money? I don't know where this comes from. I don't know why this is out there. I really don't think he's taking a backup job because I don't think he's going to take the salary that goes along with it, Chris. That's the fundamental problem for me. He's not taking $5 million. Why would you take $5 million and put all your eggs in the basket of waiting for the starter on the team you signed with to get injured when you can sit back and wait for all of them to get injured?
0: Well, I mean, it's a a good question, Mike, you know, first off. You know, whether it will take that money, I don't know. Uh, You know, number two, I'm not so sure we can even figure out a team that will legitimately want to sign him right now. I think that's going to be a special thing here. And and maybe we can talk about this going further, just as far as we think the teams that have the right situation and the right starting quarterback that can handle a guy like Cam Newton being their backup. Because we've talked about this a million times now. He's going to threaten whoever the starting quarterback is, whoever it is man to have cam newton going to be there next to you throwing footballs running around on a daily basis that is going to be scary for just about any starter in football except the upper echelon superstar guys who are going to be like okay whatever i'm really awesome too i'm not threatened by this guy but that's a short list but i think cam newton has to say this at this point because he wants to get on a team he wants to get going i think he's got to show he's willing to be a team guy that way and the thing that I worry about more than anything, Mike, is, you know, I think he says this. And even though I think what you say makes a lot of sense, like, Hey, sit back and wait until somebody gets hurt and then you can go be the starter. But the other thing is, man, he hasn't been able to play a lot of football over the last two years. He hasn't really even been able to practice football a whole lot. And that would be the other thing that concerns me if I'm Ken Newton and his camp, it's just that we got to get him in the building and getting him some football reps again. I know he's the man and he's a natural and all that, but still, when you're away from it this long of a time, it's tough I don't care who you are something has just occurred to me yeah
1: and and I don't I don't think i why would you put out there that you're willing to be a backup what what is the goal what is the game there because no one is going to offer him the kind of money that's going to get him to say yes and as you said and this is an excellent point there are going to be most of the quarterbacks in the NFL threatened by the presence of cam Newton you're not going to want Cam Newton. Let, because you because the moment he walks through the door half your locker room is going to say hey we got a new starter even if you don't want him to be the <laughs> right. starter Let, let's right. come up with the list first of the guys who truly wouldn't be threatened just just by way of illustration as to how small that universe of teams is and I'm looking at the full standings here right yeah there's no one in the AFC East whose starting quarterback would not be threatened by the presence of Cam Newton you've got Jared Stidham Josh Allen, Sam Darnold, and Tua Tagovailoa, or Ryan Fitzpatrick—you had him to any of those teams. He's instantly your starter for 2020.
0: Am I right? Well, I, I, you know, I think that I don't know if I'm going to say he's instantly your starter, but he's going to have a say in the matter, and it's going to make your team dysfunctional. You know, I agree. So I agree. He's not you know instantly I mean? like in
1: Buffalo. He's not instantly right. the
0: starter, but it will create right. dysfunction. That's all I was saying. right. He's going to create this. As soon as Josh Allen throws some stupid interception, the team are going to look at Sean McDermott and go, should we, should we put in Cam? Should we, he's looked good in practice. Should we put him in? So I don't think they want to go that route because they realize that'll ruin their team to a degree too. So yeah, I mean, I don't think there's a spot for him in the AFC. And
1: regardless of whether the coach has that conversation, the players behind the coaches are saying, man, they should put in Cam, right? Cam's look good in practice. Cam's a better quarterback. Why do we have Cam on the bench? Okay, so no one in the AFC East that would be in a situation where the quarterback isn't threatened by Cam Newton. Then we go to the North. You've got Lamar Jackson in Pittsburgh. You've got – or in Pittsburgh. In Baltimore, they wish they had Lamar Jackson in Pittsburgh. You've got Ben Roethlisberger in Pittsburgh, Baker Mayfield in Cleveland, and Joe Burrow now in Cincinnati. I think we'll agree that Lamar Jackson wouldn't be threatened by Cam Newton. Would Ben Roethlisberger be threatened by him?
0: I You know, I don't think, like, I think so a little bit. I do. I think Big Ben's at a point of his career where he would be threatened. Now, this would be one of the teams I would put out there to go, I would think about Cam Newton if I'm the Pittsburgh Steelers. I would. You know, Big Ben's getting up there in age. We know he's not exactly famous for his off-season workout regimens, so I'm going to be interested to see where he's at there in that capacity. I think he would be disgruntled, Mike, but I feel like he could handle it, too. I think he's got enough pelts on the horse, as we say, to wear – he might be pissed and hum and ha and complain to some people in the organization, but I do think he's mentally strong enough and has of, enough of a niche within that organization that he can at least deal with it. I don't think anybody else makes sense. Like you said, Lamar Jackson, I get that. But Baker Mayfield and you know Joe Burrow, I think that would be too threatening for, for either one of them to where they're at in their careers right now. So Pittsburgh, I hold out a, a little chance for it.
1: I mean, think about it. The Bengals are going with Joe Burrow, Ryan Finley, and some guy that I've never heard of. Uh, That's their depth chart. That's it. No one else. Cam Newton clearly would deserve a spot on that depth chart, but instantly it becomes a problem because you're going all in with Joe Burrow. This isn't about reclaiming Cam Newton at this point of his career. This is about getting things lined up behind the new guy. All right, let's go on to the AFC South. You've got Deshaun Watson, Ryan Tannehill, Phillip Rivers, and Gardner Minshew. I think we can agree that Deshaun Watson is the only guy who would not be threatened by Cam Newton, Chris.
0: Yeah, I agree. Totally. I think everything else there, I mean, hey, listen, Phillip Rivers, Ryan Tannehill, do I think they can handle it to a degree? Certainly. But I think it would be an issue. I do. I think it would split the team in half. And that takes away from who your leader is, who the leader of the offense is. So I'm with you. I think the Houston Texans and Deshaun Watson is the only guy there where I think it just would not affect him or his play or the vision of that team and their offense in any way, fashion, or form.
1: And let me just accelerate the little, this a little bit because I think yeah. we've already set the theme here of how difficult we it's have. going to be. But right. other than the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes, the right. Eagles with Carson Wentz, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I mean, again, they I already have a d- backup plan. Yeah. But I think right. Carson
0: Wentz would be threatened by Cameron Newton a little bit, don't you? I do. I think he would, especially with his injury history, too. Like, that would be scary to him. I think, like, physically he's not going to be intimidated because he's going to be like, whoa, I'm as big as you, and I'm close to probably as fast as you, and I got a rocket arm like you. So I don't think he's going to be physically threatened, and it wouldn't be one of those scenarios where guys would walk off the field every day and go, wow, Cam Newton just crapped all over our starter again today. He looks great. No, Carson Wentz is too physically gifted that way. But I think because of the injury history and that question – it would be a little annoying for Carson Wentz.
1: You know, most of these guys would be threatened at some level. Dak Prescott at some level would be threatened. If they had signed Cam Newton to be the backup instead of Andy Dalton, there's a threat there. Think about how different the reaction would be because a lot of people were like, Oh, how in the world does Andy Dalton get a job before Cam Newton? Well, he's taking the job to be the backup to Dak Prescott at a $3 million, up to $7 million compensation package. Cam Newton's not going to accept that. But my God, could you imagine how big of a deal it would have been if the Cowboys had signed Cam Newton, Chris? How much bigger it would have been than if they took Andy Dalton?
0: Definitely. And if they did sign a guy like Cam Newton, I'd be sitting here going, maybe they might rescind that Dak franchise tag. Maybe that's what they're going to do. I mean, that's what that would make me think, you know, because yeah, Andy Dalton is going to be relegated to backup quarterback, Bill, for a little while. Cam Newton, you know, yeah, he looks like he's going to have to be a backup quarterback, but I don't think anybody views him as a backup quarterback. And there's a difference in that. And that's when you get into like, as you start to go through this, Mike, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Tom Brady. And then Russell Wilson, after that, I think the list ends. Everybody else would just absolutely you know, turn their franchise upside down.
1: Well, but Chris, I, I agree with you with one exception. Look at what it did to the Packers to draft Jordan Love. If they If they would in some, and, and they're not going to, that's what makes the exercise a, a little bit difficult to execute. They're not going to bring in Cam Newton, but if they did right now, If we got word today that the Packers were signing Cam Newton, holy crap, what would people think? I mean, it would turn the Packers upside down. They've already been turned upside down by a guy that's never played in the NFL joining the depth chart at the quarterback position. I think the only one in the NFC that truly would not create any threat to the starter is Russell Wilson in Seattle I think everybody else to some degree and I guess Tom Brady but it's like why would they bring him in to Tampa Bay yeah that's That's the thing it's hard to get past that why would you do it why would you sign him to the Saints when you've got Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill already there but but the Seahawks do not have a backup the only quarterback on the roster is Russell Wilson would Russell Wilson be threatened by Cam Newton Chris
0: I don't think he would. I don't, you know, one, the price tag at which they're paying Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson's like is mentally strong of a competitor and quarterback that I've ever seen. I mean, to the point where, you know, Hey, listen, we make fun of him at times because we think it's like corny and cheesy, whatever it works. I don't care. You know, he's got great self-belief, great leadership uh, qualities, everything about it. I don't think, I just think he's too determined of an individual, to let it affect him. I really do I don't think it would bother him one bit. I think he could just plow right through it and he'd play awesome and it would just shut everybody up anyways. Now, this all
1: happened before the purging of the guys who resented Russell Wilson in the Seahawks locker room. This was yeah. pre-2018. But when they flirted with Colin Kaepernick after Kaepernick became a free agent, th- right. th- there was a thought, there was a thought that if you bring Kaepernick in, there are going to be those moments in practice where maybe Russell doesn't look as good as he's perceived as being. And so you got some guys in that, you know, you some rough and tumble guys on that team that maybe get there. There were some Colin haters Kaepernick. on Russell
0: Wilson in the locker room. Exactly. And, yeah.
1: and I think that's one of the reasons why they shied away from Colin Kaepernick. And the irony was, I agree. you know, the Seahawks are about competition at every position compete, 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 except at quarterback. We don't want a guy at quarterback who is going to compete with our starter because we're all in with our starter. Now that may be different. Now that may be different now because the team has been constructed around Russell Wilson, but even then uh, uh, five foot, 10 inch Russell Wilson and six foot, five inch Cam Newton. And if
0: Newton's healthy, I I don't know. I think he would be a little bit of a threat. Well, I mean, he's going to be a threat to anybody because he's an Adonis. He's a Greek God. I mean, he, he's anybody like, you know, any right frame of mind every day at practice going to look over and go, damn, look at this big sucker here. Holy cow, is he throwing rifles all around? But I think Russell Wilson has proven to be the, like, arguably the most clutch quarterback in the sport. He's the biggest one-man band in the sport right now as far as, you know, his ability or what, what do I want to say? The, the distribution of yards and touchdowns that come through him, I believe is still more than any other quarterback in football, as far as offensive output and what they're responsible for. So, you know, again, like, yes, threatened, but I don't think enough to where it would affect him or that football team. You know, Mike. The more I sit here and think about it, again, I I go back to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I just look at the Pittsburgh Steelers and go, man, this might be the right move, Cam Newton. Back up for a year. Big Ben's coming to the end. I wouldn't be surprised if this was the last year, maybe last two years of Big Ben. I don't know. I mean, but again, I think the Steelers are a team to watch out for this year. And I just wouldn't trust it, putting it in Mason Rudolph or Duck Hodges hands in case something happened to Big Ben.
1: I just think that it makes no sense to politic for a backup job. Now, if you're Cam Newton, I want to come back to that point. I don't know that this helps him. I, you know, it, because I, I, I don't want to make the Colin Kaepernick comparison because there's no reason for Cam Newton to be shunned by the NFL. There's no activism. There's no political reality here that would cause teams to not embrace Cam Newton, even though he's going to help them win football games. But I almost wonder whether or not Cam Newton is looking, Cap, looking at what Kaepernick did and said, you know, Kaepernick never came out and said he's willing to be a backup. I'm going to do that. I'm going to move that piece on the chessboard to make it harder for teams to justify not signing me because I'm willing to say I'll be a backup. Now, he hasn't come out and said he'll take the veteran minimum, which I think is a key factor in all this. You'll be the backup if you're making $10 million a year. Yeah, sure. But I just wonder where this is moving from here because here's what I fear, Chris, that we're going to hear that same old tired next man up bull crap. If, for example, Ben Roethlisberger gets injured week two – and the Steelers' position is we've got Mason Rudolph. We've got Duck Hodges. They went 8-6 and six last year in 14 games with no preparation. We're going to do that. We don't have the cap space for Cam Newton. We're going to go next man up. He doesn't know our offense. They know our offense. I mean, that next man up crap may have flown with Colin Kaepernick. I don't know that it's going to fly if Cam Newton's available.
0: No, there's going to be no excuse. That would be absolute you know, bull crap if that were to be the case. You know, because, yes, there's more to it than with the Colin Kaepernick situation and the circus of which he would have brought to town because of the social issues and all that and the discrepancy and such a lightning rod topic. Here with Cam Newton, there's none of that. This is purely football. You know, th- this is and this is a guy that, you know, got screwed over by the Panthers. There's no other way to say it. I still feel like they got a free pass in this conversation. I think if the Panthers did that to any other big time franchise quarterback in football or any team did that to their franchise quarterback in football, people would be being a lot more critical of them. I don't know why they've kind of gotten away with this to a degree. Uh, But, you know, no, the biggest thing with Cam Newton is not anything attention that he's going to bring for the wrong reasons. It's going to be just the fact that he's actually so talented and so threatening to most guys on a football on on a quarterback roster on a football team that that's where teams are going to have to balance out of whether their team can handle it or not handle it or anything like that. And I, you know, sitting here right now, I'm just, I'm amazed. I don't know where this is going to go for Cam Newton. I think he had to say Mike that he wanted to be a backup though, or he's willing to do it just to, it's like, Hey, drum up some interest, have some teams talk about me. I'm willing to play. I want to do anything. I think he's showing teams. He wants to at least get going here.
1: But but if teams look at that and say, what's he up to? Why is he trying to put teams in a bad spot? Why is he why is he like, is he trying to put pressure on us? I don't know. I it just that struck me as a little bit odd that he made that. Well, he wants to play uh, football. He's a
0: football player, so he wants to get on a football team and get going.
1: Yeah, I understand, but I think he's better off waiting for someone to get injured unless they play the next man up card, which would be, I think, a mistake. One last point before we go. And this ground ended up being more, for, more fertile than I thought it would be. You've got Ron Rivera, the only head coach that Cam Newton has ever known in his entire career. Ron Rivera, who is ambivalent about Dwayne Haskins at best. Ron Rivera, who traded for Kyle Allen, who started most of the games last year for the Carolina Panthers after Cam Newton got injured. Why is he not at the front of the line to try to get Cam Newton, Chris? Well I, and I think a lot warning? of warning is that a warning to other teams the fact that Ron I, Rivera isn't trying to get Cam Newton is that a red flag?
0: okay well you know I, I need to go back and look but one I mean I thought of that you're right it certainly is like you know if teams I do wonder if teams think that well well Ron Rivera doesn't want him why would we want him I don't think that's the case here you know I think there's two different things here and just I want to make sure because I'm not sure of my timeline all the way but they went and got Kyle Allen right? Uh, did they get Kyle Allen right at the, right before, before Cam Newton was able to seek a trade, but more, more, more than that, you know, they have a rookie quarterback who they invested a top 20 pick into. And I think they saw something a little bit towards the end of last year, and they probably feel like a guy like Cam Newton's going to hinder his development. So I think that's more of the reason than anything there. I don't know. You know, and I haven't heard anything that Ron Rivera doesn't like Cam Newton or anything like that. I understand, you know, you and I questioning that, certainly. But I just don't think the timeline and this point in time of where the the Redskins organization is at right now makes sense for Cam Newton.
1: I don't disagree with that. The timeline would have worked back in March. That was March 23rd that Kyle Allen was traded to Washington. And and they they had already been trying to trade Cam Newton. Newton, This whole thing. This whole thing of oh, we've given him permission to seek a trade. That came after they exhausted all trade opportunities, and that was their way. They had to get that out there because they were going to sign Teddy Bridgewater, and it was going to be what in the hell are the Panthers doing? They've got Cam Newton, and they're signing Teddy Bridgewater. So I just think from a PR standpoint, they needed to get that that into the public awareness uh, because, look, let's face it, if the uh, you know the Panthers are interested in a quarterback – or, if excuse me, if Washington's interested in a Panthers quarterback – and they're interested in Cam Newton. That's the first guy they're going to ask about, not Kyle Allen. So there's just a lot of issues here. There's a lot of questions here. And health is ultimately the first one. And we're still at a time when you can't get a proper physical of Cam Newton. So anybody who would be interested can't do anything anyway because we right. can't be convinced that the foot is healed, that the shoulder that required a change in his throwing motion is healed. There's a lot of questions that can't be easily resolved. So I think Cam Newton's best play at this point is patience just wait don't demean your own legacy by suggesting that you're willing to be a backup you're not a backup cam you're a starter wait for a chance to be a starter and even if it means not playing at all in 2020 you'll get your chance in 2021 that's what i would advise him to do i think putting this out there that he's willing to be a backup is just going to raise more questions because if i'm a coach or a gm like why in the hell are they putting that out there we know the guy's not a backup, and we understand the circumstances why he currently doesn't have a job. Let's wait until those circumstances change, and then he'll get a job, chris
0: well, yeah, and listen, Mike, I mean he can sit there and wait for somebody to get hurt and do all that too, but or or like you said, if a, a starting spot doesn't you know arise at some point here just to sit out the twenty twenty season, I don't know if that necessarily will help him to come become a starter that neck in twenty twenty one I mean you, I, I just have a hard time thinking that oh now it's the 20, 2021 offseason, and the team's going to go hey let's sign cam newton he hasn't played football in two years and the year before that he missed the last half of the year let's get him to be our starter i don't think that's i don't think that's re- realistic i i think cam newton needs to get on a team regardless and get reps and you know what, what, what i want to say revamp his, you know, his, his image in the NFL world. Okay. He's our backup. Oh, Cam, he's a great guy, man. He's practiced every day. Let the rumors filter out that way. He's a great leader in the locker room, man. He's here early, leaves late. He practices great every day. The team sees his talent, you know, and plus he gets to practice and get the reps to me. At some point, I really think as a player, I would recommend that to Cam Newton, that he needs that type of stuff because it's just been too long since he's been able to do it on a consistent basis.
1: Last point. I'm reminded of the draft that Big Cat and I did on Friday of the best games of the season once the schedule came out. And I picked week nine Saints Buccaneers on NBC as one of the top games of the year, one of the most exciting primetime games of the year, whatever the draft specifically was. And um, Big Cat tried to knock my pick by saying by week nine, both 41-year-old Drew Brees and 43-year-old Tom Brady could be injured. And we've been talking about that throughout the show, that we don't know how good these games are going to be late in the season because there's always a possibility of injury. And my point to him was that if Tom Brady gets injured early, by week nine, Cam Newton will be the starting quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which makes it still a very compelling game. And I took it one step farther and really blew his mind. If Drew Brees gets injured, Jameis Winston will be the starting quarterback of the New Orleans Saints in that game in Tampa Bay against the Buccaneers, Winston's former team. So, frankly, frankly, in a weird sort of way, I'd almost rather see Week 9 Winston versus Newton than Breeze versus Brady, although I wish injury on no one, Chris. But there's a lot of weird ways these dominoes can fall. Yes, there is. Look at all the injuries last year to quarterbacks early. There's going to be an opportunity for Cam Newton. That's why I think he should wait
0: i i it's not crazy mike I, I mean it's it's going to be something he's going to have to calculate here as we go forward, because you're right, you know that's it's more than likely there's going to be a chance with somebody going down at the end of preseason, early regular season where he could probably be the starter, you know, but at the same time, like I've been saying I, I you don't want to risk being out of football so long that all of a sudden you start getting viewed at in NFL circles like, ooh, it's been a while, you know he hasn't had a lot of reps. You know, I, I, I guess I would argue to a degree, you know, maybe you go and sign as a backup somewhere and get going. And if one of those injuries happens, like you're saying, maybe you get you, you, you demand a trade, maybe something like that. But, yeah, he's going to have to figure that out because you're right. More than likely, someone's going to go down. That opportunity will present itself. But will he be willing to sit on the street that long and then jump in there and go, whoa, I got to learn an offense in six days and now perform on Sunday? Because that could look bad, too. If you don't perform well for a few weeks in a row, all of a sudden you're back on the bench, and now you're you're totally damaged your reputation as a starting quarterback. So there's a lot of tough things for Cam Newton and his camp to discuss there. We selected this
1: topic today with the idea that it would provide a nice little five-minute conversation. Twenty minutes later, here we are after dissecting every angle of Cam Newton's status, where he could go, who he would threaten, and what his timeline should be. I say, wait. Wait until tomorrow for another edition of P.O.D. Chris. Sign. Great stuff is always. I you say, shall. wait. You're the man. I say, I wait. Say everybody. Sign. Have a great day. See you Tuesday. I See say, you, wait. Man. shut up. Later. <laughs> See you.